Hey, welcome back to Three Guys, One Mike. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's a few years old. Welcome back to Not Qualified. I'm Joe. I'm Zeph. And I'm Noah, again. And today, today we are going to talk about a host of things, probably. I don't know. But, but we're going to... The main thing we're going to talk about is Batman. We're going to try to focus on the Batman. The Batman. The, the Batman. Batman. It's like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And how you can remember it's called The Batman is when you refer to it with your friends and say, it's the best Batman. Take a stance early. Is that on. Your, okay, you're taking your stance now. Um, we actually made uh, me, Joe and I on Friday because we didn't have any episodes pre-recorded. Uh, I needed to post something on social media, and so I made my tier list of all ba- every live-action Batman movie, S tier right. through D, and I had him do the same. We just posted them and saw see what people said. Golly, nice. So anyway, I will say that you're in agreement with Joe because we got some responses when we posted our tier list, and he also had. The Batman at number one. Really? Yeah, that was really. Yeah. I didn't. I had it at number two. What's your first one? Batman Begins, and that was the most controversial take I got from people in real life really? that, know, that know me and on social media. Preston didn't like, but because Preston doesn't like anything. Preston, he likes teeth. <laughs> um, he. Uh, <laughs> we kind of have an unspoken beef, Preston and I, through the show. Not in real life, and we're great friends in person. But through the show, I guess we have unspoken beef. Oh yeah, he, wait, he disagreed with something you said. Yeah, and then we just commented. Oh wait, what was it forward. about? He I, said you said you didn't like a movie. Schneider, Zack Schneider sucks. He said you didn't like Zack Snyder. Nothing Zack Schneider did has ever been good. I respect that opinion. I don't agree. I respect it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but my first is Batman Begins, and so my, the flack I got was that I put The Dark Knight below Batman Begins because mm-hmm. everybody says The Dark Knight is the best Batman. Yeah. And my only that's the one thing Joker, is, Heath Ledger, yeah, right? yeah, 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 and that's a great movie. That's, yeah. That was my number three. That's right under the Batman. The only thing is that in that movie, the pacing and structure of it is not as good as Batman Begins. I think no, that stuff yeah. takes a backseat. Yeah. Has like three different climaxes, and it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in Dark Knight, it kind of goes up and down. Whereas Batman Begins is just a perfect, it's, perfectly it's, structured it's got, movie. I mean, it's got the whole arc. Yeah, it's got it's, the it's conflict, conflict, conflict resolution kind yeah. of like where, and, and it's exciting. It yeah. sets it up perfectly for the next movie. Yes, and I think the Dark Knight suffer. The only reason it suffers from that only because it's also the strength of it. It's because that movie has so much going for it, so yeah. many cool characters well, and subplots. Yeah, I think it relies too just, heavily on the characters itself, and so there's not like really that's the story. A, right, yeah. Heath Ledger kind of carries it. Yeah. But uh, it is my third favorite. Kinda. So the ba- Batman Begins and the Batman are S tier for me. Yeah, and um, then S tier for me was the Batman, and then directly under that was the whole Nolan trilogy. The Nolan, yeah, yeah, that's good. And then under that, I had on B tier. The, I had Batman, the Tim Burton Batman All right. uh, with Michael Keaton. I love that movie. And then I had, uh, but well, actually above that, I had the 1966 Batman the movie, the Adam West, <laughs> the one based on the TV show. Uh, I watched that movie all the time as a kid. What, what's funny is that they, every one of these is a different genre of movie. <laughs> so I was about, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird to kind of like rank these movies because they keep redoing Batman. Yeah. Just over and over and over again. And so I think what Nolan nailed was the gimmicky, not gimmicky, whoa, I'm sorry, gadgety yeah, 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 ninja yeah. Batman. And what, uh, I'm going to call him Patman because Robert Pattinson 
That's funny. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm surprised I haven't heard that. Pac oh, Man. that's pretty good. I've been saying it since the movie came out. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to be Costanza. Um, <laughs> but no, it's this one's kind of like a, a dark noir kind of. Uh, it's got the it's the detective. The Batman, detective, which Batman. is I think this yes. I think this movie was the most comic accurate Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It's it focused on the uh, you know. Batman's the world's greatest detective. That's who he is. And yeah. we've never seen that and, side of him and, and in a for movie. For the first time in live action, we get to see him actually on a crime scene yeah. doing detective work. This Batman was the closest. So, like, I grew up watching the animated Justice League Batman that show. That's a cool Batman. And uh, this new, the new Matt Reeves Batman is the closest to that I have ever seen yeah. in a movie. It felt like it was Kevin Conroy's very Batman. Very stoic. Yeah, very stoic serious. and and thinking kind of guy. Yeah, um, Batman didn't really have a character outside of Batman. And so uh, I, that is one thing that I wish that was more of in this movie. My dad mentioned that, that he, this was a completely a Batman movie and not a Bruce Wayne movie. And I yeah. agree. I do like the Bruce Wayne stuff in like the well, Nolan wait, trilogy where wait, you see him the being the... Epi- well, they're going to make yeah. another movie. I know. I'm just saying this movie didn't have any of that in it. And I, I do like all that stuff. It wasn't enough Catwoman. Yeah. Amen. <sighs> to, uh, to go over my list real quick. There was the Batman, the Nolan trilogy. B-tier was... Um, the oh, what's his face? <laughs> Batman, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Batman's, yeah, both of them. And then on C is Batman v Superman. Are we throwing Justice League in there? Because I was also, no, I didn't include it because Batman. I was like, it's not really focused on Batman at all. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That, not, not that I dislike that movie, I do. I mean, uh, let me rephrase that Batman v Superman. If you watch the extended edition, it's more bearable. Yes, it's not, I actually will say it's that not atrocious. I still Batman haven't seen v- the extended. Have you seen the Snyder cut for no. the Justice League? Oh, Man. okay, that's what made me change my mind on Zack Snyder. It really, because really the Justice League, Justice League, when it came out, the one in the theaters, the Joss Whedon cut, is terrible. Oh, that's one bad. of the worst movies yeah. I've ever seen. Like legitimately an hour and a half. And of it, what at least was a, just reshoots? What's amazing to me is that they were completely different movies. Like none of this, there was barely any overlap. They how much Joss Whedon destroyed what Zack Snyder was trying to do. And so the yeah. the Snyder cut is actually a really good Justice League movie. Yeah. It's a hefty investment, but it's absolutely worth it to change yeah. your mind. How long is this? Four hours. Four hours long. And it is but it is good. Like it's actually really and good. The Batman v Superman um Ultimate Edition is three. It's three and that it, that also is not terrible. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, a huge fan of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. But the Snyder cut of Justice League made that movie retroactively better. It did. I agree. Hmm. Um, so I don't watch anything with Henry Cavill in it. So no, amen. Um, D was um, Batman and Robin and uh, Batman Forever. I grew up watching Batman Forever. No George Clooney Batman. That's a, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's in a Batman. A Batman and Robin. Batman. Oh, that's in the D list. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, those, those were my beats. Those were the only ones I didn't rank because I haven't seen and then them. Schwarzenegger, the Iceman. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, unsure okay. needs to watch was the the Adam West. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So my the only ones that I haven't seen or at least haven't seen enough to rank were Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Yeah. So here's the thing. Wait, Batman, Batman Returns? Returns. Wait, yeah, is Batman Returns? That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm thinking. Right? Yeah, Batman Returns. That's the second Michael Keaton one, right? Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen that. Um, How's he returned and then begin? <laughs> it's all sorts of. He's all over the place. So here's the thing: every every time Batman keeps getting reintroduced Batman to culture, the he they every Batman director no, no likes every director likes to take a new spin on it. Like every director has their own specific thing. Um, the um, Val Kilmer Batmans were just so weird and goofy and like surreal and like. 
very vibrant and comic-y. Like, uh, oh, what's his face? They were goofy. Uh, the director. Oh, um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton definitely had, like, it was obviously a Tim Burton film. Well, the I, I think he only directed the first one. I don't think he only directed Batman 1988, the Michael Keaton one. Either right? way. Didn't he? He might, I, I think the one I'm thinking of is Joel Schumacher. Yeah, that was Joel Schumacher. Yeah, either, yeah, yeah. like, they, they each have their own, you're right. Tim Burton, like, when you look at, like, the Penguin and everything, like, everything's, like, very... Yeah. The yeah. only one I've seen of his was the bat was Batman nineteen eighty yeah. whatever with Michael Keaton and that was like it was just a Tim Burton movie it was just yeah. like really dark but like in a goofy way yeah you know? every every director likes to take their spin on it and it's all like a product of whatever film like whatever's popular in filmmaking yeah like like <laughs> and and whenever George Clooney's Batman or um Michael Keaton's Batman came in it was like oh we're gonna take this seriously like oh he's like dark and gritty again. But it was still like you retro, you, know, you watch it now, and it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, like for the time, it was definitely like a darker mm-hmm. movie. But it's like in by today's comparison, it just feels like a '90s movie. I wonder if Western culture has become so nihilistic that that I, because like I was thinking about that whenever Nolan's Batman, like Batman Begins and Dark Knight came out, people were like, "This is so dark and gritty yeah. and just." But those movies are like a sitcom compared to the Batman with yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. This one was so dark and like yeah. literally depressing. Half the movie was like blurry. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was literally dark. Yeah. But let, let's just talk about what we liked and didn't like about the Batman, because um, the, mo- the the new one. Okay. Um, I I loved the movie obviously, um, and it it is the darkest take on Batman. What I loved more than anything though is that they finally really sold how evil Gotham is. Like, how yeah, corrupt it is. Yeah. It really felt helpless. It's like, there's nothing... Yeah. Helpless was the word do. I thought of when I was in the theater, of whenever they're at the uh, the rally, and uh, Riddler's goons, like the people he influenced, show up, and you're mm-hmm. like, it doesn't stop in this place. Mm-mm. It really doesn't stop. And you can see Batman be like, when? Like, when will it I'm, end? It's so useless. bad. That's why I like that he actually had a character arc. Because mm-hmm. at the end, he realizes... like. I'm not supposed to be vengeance. I'm supposed to be hope. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, there's no, what I'm doing isn't working. I'm just adding yeah. to the violence. I really like that. That was cool. I also, I kind of liked how, it, when it was revealed, spoilers. Oh, that, spoilers from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, they caught the Riddler and he was like, we're doing this together. He's like, no, we're not. And he starts punching the glass. And yeah, that was a cool scene. Yeah. Um, I liked how, uh, it was kind of like they did do it together the whole time because I, I didn't really I wasn't in that mindset when I was watching the movie I just I watched this you know crazy deranged guy taking these happened to be corrupt people out yeah and Batman was trying to stop him but I mean he really did help him the whole time I yeah. liked that a lot yeah that the, was really cool not twist but like oh yeah. it was well written yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really cool the, the entire movie you are watching these two people accomplishing the same exact goal of trying to bring Gotham retribution yeah. by completely different means. Yeah. And like they even parallel it in the movie. They're like trying to show you like they're watching people through their windows, they're using binoculars and spying on people. Mm-hmm. They're like marking down targets and making sure that they like it, it was it's actually like really brilliant the way they pulled that off. Can we talk about the contact cameras? Those were sick. Those were cool. Those yeah. were that was dope. a cool gadget. Yeah. That was like the only gadget in the movie. Yeah. He had a grappling hook and he also liked cars. Batman yeah was a car guy. Yeah. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like... <laughs> one thing I really liked about this... Um, what, what's something I think this movie did better than the Nolan trilogy. Uh-oh. With the Nolan trilogy... And don't get me wrong, like, I love those movies. Right. Like, this surpasses them, but only by, like, by, by a margin, a slight margin. Um, 
it's when you're watching the Nolan trilogy, which are all really well done, and each each has their own merits, and all the characters um, are really well done. They're really well put together. Um, something I was talking to Harrison Blake about, one of the guys that, guys that commented on the post yeah. last night, he was messaging me uh, through Instagram, and I was saying one of the things that Nolan's Batman's movies feel like is they feel much more like almost Justice League animated series. Like every stake is huge. Yes. And like that was one thing I was going to mention. Yes. Yeah. Every everything they do, every enemies, uh, all the villains have these grand things yeah. they're going to try and pull off. It's to almost like world compromise. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like when I was watching the Batman, I was thinking how much I liked that the stakes were so much lower. That it yeah. was just kind of local. systematic grime yeah. through the local. But like. And then I think back to the Nolan trilogy, and there is a nuke in like every movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like Bane <laughs> yeah. brings a nuke into a football stadium, and then yeah. there's like a the train. Uh, Ra's al Ghul was going to destroy yeah. all the water. Like, it, yeah. And, yeah. So it's just like the stakes are so much lower. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I like as well is I've been wanting a Batman movie like this, or like the Nolan, or just yeah. any Batman movie, and that's in the. That's not too campy. Yeah. To have the Riddler because I've always loved. Yeah, he's always yeah. been my favorite Batman villain is the Riddler, and I always was sad that people always. Said, I don't know why the Joker is so popular. Like people just love the Joker. Heath Ledger, man. But even before that, like people, I don't know. He's just like the most popular yeah. Batman villain, and I like the Joker. But I feel like the Joker and the Riddler are almost the same character, except yeah. that the Riddler is a little bit more clever. Yeah. Like he, he's structured and he. He leaves clues. Yeah. Whereas the Joker is just a crazy guy. That's all he is. He's just yeah. a crazy guy. And we live in a society. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've been wanting a Riddler movie for a long time. We finally got one and it was great. Yeah. You know yeah. what I've really enjoyed? So Daredevil brought... The, I know we're crossing crossing the streams. <laughs> uh, but Daredevil and, and Spider-Man, the uh, PlayStation 4 game, really brought to life my, re- my enjoyment of superheroes battling like... Small? Is that what you were going to say? Not small, but like... Uh, like Mafia bosses. Oh yeah, yeah. I really enjoy like that superhero yeah. with like a like supernatural powers fighting a guy who's just he has a ton of money has his, his overreach and like politics. Now Scorsese doesn't know what to think. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, so I really hope they do that with the penguin. The penguin they introduced in in the the Batman yeah. was awesome. Well, I re- a- HBO greenlit a, a penguin series. Really? Yeah. With uh, what's his name? With Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Huh. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be into. Why don't they just bring Danny DeVito back to play the penguin? That was <laughs> the, the pointy nose <laughs> and the no hair. Oh, that was an ugly penguin. What if it was though? What if it was just everything about this was the same, this movie, <laughs> but instead of Colin Farrell, it's the campy '80s D- Danny DeVito penguin. I would say I loved it when I got to the theater, and then two weeks later, I'd be like, I don't know what I liked about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, two things, um, just kind of like a, what I was saying earlier. The I really appreciate the Batman being able to take on realistic things. Like, yes. I like the grand approaches, and not that any of the villains from the Nolan trilogy or this one were unrealistic. They yeah. absolutely were, and that was what's kind of fascinating about these movies is like, oh, nothing's out of the scope of realism in this. But it's just fascinating to watch you do this. It would be very difficult. It's absurdist, to for sure, in the Nolan trilogy. Acquire a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Um, and also, like, with the Riddler, like, him definitely being kind of merged with Hush, the villain, like he, the serial killer mixed with like an actual like genius Riddler, like codist kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think this movie did better in one movie than Nolan's movie did in three is watching the journey, the personal story arc. In Batman Begins, you watch 
Bruce Wayne deal with trauma mm-hmm. and find a way uh, to use that constructively by putting on a mask and becoming a new identity and using that to to destroy crime and whatnot. And the Dark Knight, he's continuing to do that, but he's still battling this um, person like work life balance. He has to he has to find a balance between when he can actually invest in people like Rachel and the people he loves, but also give his all to fighting crime. Rachel. and then in <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises, he gives it all. Like Batman is his persona, and he. Yeah. Leaves it all on the line and quote unquote dies like the Batman is no more by the time he leaves. And he's going to put that air behind him so he can live his life. And then they did that all in this movie. Yeah, that's what I liked is that in the past he's had he's had arcs over the course of a series. But he actually had an arc in the one movie like they teach you in script writing 101. I feel like this is the yeah. first time we've seen that in a Batman movie. Also, I feel like the stakes of this movie were the lowest I've seen in any superhero movie since mm-hmm. Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. 1, what I love about that, because even Spider-Man 2, it's like there's a nuclear reactor. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, Spider-Man 1, stop playing it's with just, nukes. It's just him. It's just the Green Goblin. He's just a crazy guy with some guns. He's basically a terrorist who's killed some people, and that's it. Yeah. And the stakes are really about Peter Parker's own, like own journey and then at the end it's it's him versus his new father figure kind of thing it's yeah. all personal it's small stakes and that's the, I don't think that there has been a, any superhero movie with stakes that small since yeah. 2002 until yeah. now so, and I, what I like about the small stakes as well is that it also feels like of course it's just Batman taking care of the situation mm-hmm. yeah. like when it was Bane threatening to like yeah. nuke Gotham and, and then the end <laughs> of the world yeah. where it was Superman and Wonder Woman and the rest <laughs> yeah. of the it makes you League. think about the bigger universe at play yeah. yeah so I feel like maybe because don't they acknowledge that once Batman exists other superheroes exist as well I don't know I don't think in the Nolan trilogy they ever mention any yeah. other heroes other than Catwoman shows up yeah but she's just um, a lady but I agree with you I <laughs> Natalie no. Oh. Anne Hathaway. Jeez. Hey. You got a dish and you got to take, man. Okay. Um, That's fair. Kind of what you were saying, like, once this the scale is that big, once the stakes are that huge, it seems insurmountable. But you give your character plot devices to pull that off. Oh, you make Batman like this absolute tech genius and uh-huh. give him all the tools in the world to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now the problem is solved. And this one is the same thing of, like, yeah, how do you stop one guy who influenced hundreds of people to commit a mass shooting? That how was, do you pull? It seems insurmountable. Using social media in this movie was all. That was I hilarious when yeah. they when he was like just some psychopath, and then you see the other side of him where he's talking to his subscribers on Twitch or whatever, yeah. and he's just like, "Hey guys, thanks for five hundred. I was like, yeah. "That's hilarious." Um, That's also going to happen. Yeah, in yeah. like four weeks from this. Absolutely. Post-day. Well, I mean, uh, there's already been many mass shootings in America where the guy's live streaming on Facebook yeah. while he does it. It's like, What's that sleeping pills subreddit? The Hitman subreddit that we watched the video on. Oh, oh it was a yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And then they would hire contract killers. Yeah, yeah. And they all talked in code, and once they got found out, the subreddit disappeared. Yeah, and then added the insurmountable odds thing is like they, um, the tech stuff. To an extent, in the Nolan trilogy, I really loved all the gadgety Batman stuff. But there's a point where that just feels kind of like Deus Ex Machina to me. Like it just feels like a plot device. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, we're just gonna establish that our character is really good with technology, so that he can just invent something or do. And that that happens in a lot of movies. But what I was thinking of specifically with one of the reasons I like Batman Begins better than Dark Knight is Dark Knight. Toward the end, it had all the like Batman got X-ray vision. Yeah. Like that whole scene where he the was echo seeing location, the echo location. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is just, it just feels like jargony stuff to explain a cool special effect and get the plot moving. Yeah. It didn't feel like 
I don't know. And there was another movie, a, a non-superhero movie I was thinking of recently, but I can't remember what it was, where... Oh, no, it wasn't. It was in Star Trek. And I've been watching Next Generation. That, I feel like they do that sometimes where they invent a plot device and they just give it some name. It's like, oh, it's the, uh, it's, it's the hydro jargon converters. They're doing this thing and they've created a warp field that's going to do this very specific thing. And then nobody knows what that means. So when they come up with a solution, you're like, I guess, sure, that's, <laughs> I guess. But like you yeah. invented the problem and made it meaningless, like it's just meaningless jargon. Yeah. So the solution can also be meaningless jargon. Yeah. But what they what they do great in Star Trek is they make it about the characters going yeah. through that and not about the jargon itself. There were some points in, in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises things. where yeah. I was like, this just feels like weird technology that they just introduced. Yeah. Really, it's the X-ray vision was what the echolocation, <laughs> yeah. whatever was weird. Because he's a bad. Or and then wasn't there a thing where he was like looking through a bunch of cameras at once? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, when Morgan Freeman was in it, yeah, he looked and he like, like this was invading the privacy. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. using the phones to send off signals. Oh, okay, so, so it was that same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why they had to sneak the phone into the guy's pocket. Or yeah. Whatever. Okay. See, that's how they just reinforced the uh, Patriot Act in you. You're like, all right. Yeah. I yeah. They did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can see why this was necessary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I complain about one little detail about the Batman? Yeah, for sure. sure. So, I, I made this comment as I was leaving the theater. But I just like it to be clear. So, in the shootout scene, when the, everything's flooding and everything's falling apart, uh-huh. Batman is up top still. And there's people down in the water below, and this cable breaks, and it's sparking, and it's dangling right above the water. I would also like, before he continues, Noah was an electrician, so he has ground to be upset. Uh, No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Ground. Anyway, when it's about to touch the water and shock and kill everyone, Batman's like, I'm going to save the day again. And so, first of all, there would be a breaker. That would have tripped. There would no. There would be no way that thing would be sparking and dangling by the water. I get it. It makes it for a more interesting movie. The biggest deal is when he jumped on the wire and he cut it. Just bam. And it, he looked like he got shot. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened. He's not grounded. So He's he not can't. grounded. Also, his suit is made of rubber. <laughs> and if it, the whole thing was sparking, why wouldn't he have gotten zerk when he grabbed it? Okay. Also, I got to say... You have two. You've had two careers. Yeah. Coffee expert. Yeah. And electrician. Yeah. And both of those things involve grounds. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Ground. <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. But also, there were a couple of small complaints I had too about the movie. One was. One was the fact that no, it was at the end they bat part a central part of Batman's character is that he doesn't kill. He doesn't kill people. He doesn't cross that line. They did that yeah. good in this movie. But then they kind of were like at the end they were like we want to have this really cool violent fight scene, but we still have to make it where he doesn't kill. So they just conveniently had all the bad guys attached to wires hooked onto the ceiling so that he could just knock them off the railing yeah. and they wouldn't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it reminded me of in Spider-Man the game where you throw people off buildings and then they magically get attached with legs well, yeah. to the side. I was <laughs> like, yeah. "Okay." Um and then also there were a couple slow parts. I mean, the pacing was great in this movie. Even though it was three hours, I think it was good. Oh, but there were yeah. some parts where I got tired of... They would split up the interesting scenes with scenes of him standing on the roof with Gordon or on the roof with Catwoman and they would just be talking. And it was on that same roof. And I just felt... It was like every two scenes they were back on that roof. And there were a couple roof. times where I was like, okay, we can have this conversation somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Um, kind of like, uh, just to touch on a point you had already said, like 
something that Stargate did is like they didn't they would have like a bunch of random technology stuff, but they made it core to the characters. Yeah, and I, I think that's what they did really well with this movie. What Matt Reeves did really well with this movie is. Like he had some technology and stuff. Like there were, he was always like he was fighting crime. He came up with solutions, or whatever. But the entire time, like one of my really only complaints for this movie is that it was part. It was half a Catwoman movie, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like if that's like the way you want to like portray your Batman solving his problems is through the the medium of helping Catwoman with her issues, and like that leads to more things being found and solved. That I think it's totally. Fine. But throughout the entire movie, you're watching him develop this relationship, and it becomes much more character dynamic, working with each other, as opposed to, big bad guy have nuke, I have a tech bomb thing to fix it. Yeah. And then you just go do it. That was cool. And like I like how they separated there. Like, yeah. You know what? This isn't going to work out. Because you're Batman, and I am not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There was a question I had. So when the dude is at the funeral and he's got the bomb strapped to his chest and Batman's like, tell me who the rat is. And the guy's like, no, I'd rather explode than tell you who the rat is. He was so scared. They thought, oh no, the rat must be some like higher up within Gotham. And they eventually thought it was the penguin. And then it turned out to be Falcone, right? Mm-hmm. That's who the rat was. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand the implication of him being that afraid. Like with, with the way that, that scene was framed, I thought it was going to be like the chief of police or the mayor or somebody... But Falcone is like a known crime boss. I feel like, I don't know, if, if you had said, oh, he's actually corrupt and he sometimes tells the police things because they're all yeah. in the bag to get. I don't feel like that would, I feel like he would be, wouldn't be willing to explode to protect Falcone that way. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you're going to die anyway. You're about to have a gruesome death or a gruesome death. It's yeah, like, well, I don't yeah, know. I didn't, yeah. I, I thought that the implication was going to be different than that. Like, mm. because th- they made it seem like it was a big deal. They were like, oh my gosh, it must be the penguin then. And then it wasn't him. But then it just turned out to be another crime boss. Yeah. Besides, the, It was basically, might as well have been the penguin. is the yeah. same thing. Well, they're getting so rid I, of him so the penguin can be in control. Yes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, that's not really a complaint. That was just, I was confused. I yeah, was like, yeah. did I understand this correctly or did I miss something? Dude, when he was about to strangle his daughter, he was strangling her. Yeah. That was an intense yeah. scene. I really, I agree with you about the mob boss stuff. I loved having Falcone and yeah. just the mafia. It's just a cool, that's why mafia movies do so well. Adding Batman to the mix. Ha oh. um, yeah. Batman versus the Godfather. Also, something I loved and Batman. <laughs> one, one thing I loved and also wasn't my favorite in this movie was the cinematography. Like, I, it was so good. It was, it was really technically good. amazing and it yeah. looked really good. And, like, the car chase scene was so yes. cool okay. with the mounted cameras. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, go ahead. That was probably the coolest scene in the movie. It was awesome. Arguably. Yeah. It was funny, though, because the, they did all that and then it wasn't even him. He didn't even. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> my only complaint with that one is. What forty people died instantly in that car chase and Batman? It was like was that like, in Batman Begins too. The car chase with the with the Batmobile where he's just crumpling cars yeah, and yeah, like, okay. police cars are spinning out and hitting stuff. Yeah, as long as I feel like there's just this running theme, and I think everybody <laughs> as long as that, you don't see the person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every Batman director is like, well. He's okay with collateral damage. <laughs> he can't take a life. But yeah, if the tanker blows up, you can't save him. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah funny. But you also don't have to like Okay, the the when Nirvana started playing and he was walking up slowly in the flames. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was but a great shot. The, I really like the scene where he just leans into the just you when he was leaning in to see the penguin, there was like just music and he was just doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> slowly like, Yeah. <laughs> 
I, uh, that was kind of funny. But. but what I was going to mention about the cinematography was it was really good and claustrophobic, and all that yeah. fit the tone of the movie so well. Yeah, like you never see like the sun, attack. and the yeah. whole thing was like a claustrophobic, dark panic attack. <laughs> but at the same time, there was a point, probably about two and a half hours in, where I just was like wanting, I wanted a breath of fresh air. I was yeah. like, okay, give me a, give me a couple scenes of something else where I can breathe a little. It's probably for the best that they didn't because what they they maintain that oppressive tone yeah. the whole time. You mean but then I think of they were making out that didn't feel refreshing. No, but because her fingernails, oh, they're so long. Oh, she's Catwoman. Yeah, but she's, but she's not a literally player. a cat. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a thing. She's a known banjo legend. <laughs> she's a banjo master. Anyway, she's a bluegrass legend around here. Uh, no, but the my. In my mind, I kept thinking, and I always do this, I compare every movie to Spider-Man, because <laughs> it's like the gold standard <laughs> oh, yeah, for superhero too, movies. <laughs> but I was just thinking, I, I also love the cinematography in Spider-Man, like Sam Raimi's yeah. camera work. It's it's so creative in a different way, where it's colorful, and it's it's more, it feels more open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That doesn't fit for Batman, so it doesn't work for this movie. But I, there were just times where I kind of yearned for, like, okay, I want... I want there to be at least a couple scenes where I get I see some color and light, yeah. you know, things open mm-hmm. up a little. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It might. I, I'm not saying they should have done that because it's probably for the best for this specific movie that they kept it the way they did. Yeah. But in my mind, I was just yearning for the days of more colorful. Yeah, and, and as far as we can assume, they're probably going to be making more. Like, I mean, with the tease at the end, like, okay, like, Talk sure, that. probably. Uh, Spoiler so. alert! They tease the Joker at the end. Riddler and Joker show up at Arkham together. Their cells, like, their cells are next to each no other. More. I wish they had teased another villain. There's so many cool Batman villains, and yeah. they brought back the Joker again. Yeah. At least it wasn't Jared Leto. Please God. Um, but like, we can assume that there are going to be more sequels, and if they stick to this tone, that's totally fine. I think they, I think Matt Reeves pulled off what he was going for. Excellent. Yes. Um, and there were no monkeys. There wasn't a single monkey in this movie. It's the first Matt Reeves movie without a monkey. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen those movies, go watch them. They're so freaking. Has he made anything besides the Rise of the Planet of the Probably. Apes? Dude, I was gonna actually going to bring those up. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, not the uh, not Matt Damon. What's his name? And the guy. He was in Uncharted. Tom Holland. Another guy. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. The, Mark, the Mark Wahlberg ones? Have oh, you seen those? Yeah. The I didn't know they existed. What the? I keep forgetting his name. The director that we were just talking about. Matt Reeves. No, the uh, uh, Batman. Uh, the other oh, Batman. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. The Tim, Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes, yeah. Gross. Wait. What? Yeah. That exists? With yeah. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. What are you talking about? And Tim so Burton. So in between the originals and the new yeah, ones. Yeah, like 2004, yeah. Tim Burton made eight movies with Mark Wahlberg. Are they reboots, sequels? What it, was, they? it was a reboot, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen them all. I was like, I've seen them all. I was taking pride. In, like, I saw the original and I saw the new ones. Anyway, this is not a Planet of the Apes episode. Have we done one of those? No, we should. No, we should. but you guys need you need to watch the new ones. I haven't seen they're any so of the new ones. Oh, they're so good. I saw the first one. I saw the, the, what was the first one, Rise? Uh, Rise, just... uh, Dawn, and War. Okay, I saw Rise. Rise. That's Monkey the only one i together. Yeah, I've like, seen that movie. The first one, it's like, okay, this is good. Like, yeah, cool idea. They get exponentially better. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's the uh, it's which one is, of the few trilogies that is, get better with time. Which is, Can I give a shout out to the community out there? You know who really likes him? Neil Whittle. It's all about me. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Does he listen? Uh, probably not. And also, we don't have to thank him. They're not our movies. But I will say that uh, what is hilarious—what <laughs> is hilarious about those movies—is 
Okay, I want to talk to Matt Reeves and ask him how did you how did you get roped into that? Like, did you want to do these, yeah. or did the studio hire you? Um, also, have you seen interviews with Matt Reeves? No. He looks like Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, is he, he really? Does. He looks just like him. He has the mustache and everything. I mean, he looks like he looks like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he looks like Tom Selleck. Yeah. Anyway, I want to. What's the funniest thing about those Rise of the Planet of the Apes movies is that who thought that there you would need freaking prequels. To Planet of the Apes, the the pulpy sci-fi series from the sixties. Yeah, I, I love the first no, one. No, it was good. The original Planet of the Apes is a great movie. He did, um, and they were like, "Go ahead, Cloverfield." Oh, he did. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. a good movie. And let me with in. TJ with TJ Miller. Miller. Yeah, yeah. The former host of Equals Three. Bruh. Uh, anyway, really? yeah. Well, after Ray William Johnson first left, T.J. Miller took over for a couple episodes, and I think Gabriel Iglesias made an appearance. Yeah, he he hosted a few. That I guess they freaking were. plagiaristic butthole hate Gabriel Iglesias. Oh wow, hot take. No, he he turned out that he was plagiarizing like all of his comedic material from other comedians. Like he really? didn't actually come up with anything. Yeah, he's oh, terrible. He has a lot of uh, VW buses. Really? Yeah. He, has he also reminds me of Zach Priest. <laughs> Who is not a plagiarist, as far as I know. Shout out to you, Zach Priest. Just the funniest thing about that is that who would have thought that a series of pulpy sci-fi movies from the 60s, yeah. the first of which was great yeah. and spawned many terrible sequels, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would someday warrant a prequel trilogy? That's yeah. the weirdest thing I've Dude, ever heard when of. when the like, monkeys went to New York City in the original series, that was awesome. And they were like, look at... I've only seen the first one. They, I, I have to. They like went back in time. But I do love the first. They did. There's time. I hate when series. No, they, they like went back in time, and they were then they were the weird ones. They put. Oh. They were the spoiler monkeys alert. Cages. I guess the, it starts with time travel. Full circle. Oh, that's true. It's the whole. Th the whole point is time travel. Yeah. It's different though. I feel it's not like yeah. that you don't use it as a plot device, except it's just this inciting incident. They accidentally yeah, that's true. get sent to the past, future, future. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, well actually, they don't even know. They, they, don't, even, they, they don't even know they time a, travel. A yeah. And turn them to the Earth. That's why that movie is so good. Yeah. That's why you can't that make sequels. Excellent, yeah. The prequels apparently, the... but the rise was really good, and so it's just weird that they made prequels. Yeah. To that random series, like imagine if they went back to the 30s in like 1929 and made prequels to Metropolis. Nobody. Let's make a sequel to Casablanca. Anyway, we're not talking about mo monkeys today. Sponsored by iFunny. We're talking. We are talking about Batman. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the Batman? Um. Except that it was really good. It was really good. It was really good. Gollum was uh, Gollum. Gollum was Alfred. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Caesar the monkey in Planet of the Apes. He was. He was? Yeah. yeah. What, what's Andy Serkis's deal with just playing CGI characters? I don't know. He's great at it. He's really, he's really good, good at it. it. Yeah. I liked his role as a CG character. Do you think Marvel. he? Do you think he has mocap suits at home and he just puts on like for fun for he, the good old days? He probably wears onesies with light bulbs on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to remind him. <laughs> Okay, we've been going for 35 minutes. Anyone want to give Batman a score? Like, what, what, what's, a, what's, what's the oh, uh, yeah, ranking the scale, system? Number one is Little Big Man. It's your favorite movie. Okay. Number 100 is the worst movie you've ever seen, which is? Mine's Delta Force. Delta Force is the worst movie you've ever seen? Do you remember watching that? I don't think I remember watching Delta Force. What's I think it? I watched that with Steve. Me? No, it was you. We took it out of the DVD player and snapped it in half. What? Remind me. <laughs> it's blue collar comedy, and they get Larry the cable the guy. Oh my gosh, movie. that was a bad movie. Not the worst movie I've ever seen. Which is? I have it right here. I have the worst song I've ever heard. And oh, it's, it's Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, isn't it? I freaking not, hate that. That song, song is light years better than uh, 
If the world was ending, you'd come over right. What song? If the world was ending, you'd come over right. I don't know. You that song. Pilot song? I don't Sounds know. like a twenty one pilot song. I hate twenty one. No, it's like no it's idea. a song about how the world's ending. Like, you come over right. We kind of we kind of been crushing on each other. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I can already imagine Shut the whole thing up. in my head. All our fears would be irrelevant, but they don't say irrelevant. It goes irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst song. Okay. Well, you, what about your worst movie? I, I know. Okay. Um, it would be It's a Tie between Delta Farce and Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey movie. There are two. There, inside Every Man, there are two Serenities. <laughs> I've seen Where a whole time he's in a fishing one. video game. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh my gosh, that movie. <laughs> oh, The Butterfly Effect. Worst movie I've ever seen. With Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. That's funny. Okay, That's fair funny enough. That's a good movie. one. So, the way the scale works, one is the best movie you've ever seen, 100 is the worst. You have to put it somewhere in the middle. Okay. So, 50 is the most okay movie you've ever watched. Mine's if it's Venom. If the movie is, is Venom. If the movie's bigger than, if the number's bigger than 50, it means you didn't like it. If it's less than 50, it means you did, you know, because it's okay. closer to one. So, you put it where you want. I'm going to start out and say this is a 25 for me. 25. The re- yeah, the reason why is I recently made a list of my top 100 movies of all time. And um, in order. You have to do it again. In order. And I'll show you after the, we finish recording. But, you should be. But, uh, oh yeah, I forgot. But they, uh, <laughs> um, what I, then I went through, I exported that list as an Excel sheet, and I went through and gave them all numbers according to our system. Mm. And I realized that a lot of the movies we've reviewed on this podcast, I have ranked too highly. Because I'm inclined, if I really like it, I'm inclined to put it all the way to the front. If I hate yeah. it, I'm inclined to put it all the way to the end. Not a lot of stuff is, or if I just thought it was fine, it's in the middle. So it's like I have a bunch of teens, I have a bunch of 90s, and I have a bunch of 40s. Yeah. But they're not spread out enough. So when I went through and numbered everything, I realized by the time I was at my 100, on my top 100 movies, I was already at like 24. Yeah. And that's movies that I love, like Oculus. That yeah. are like in my top 100, but it's still like a 24. Yeah. So anything higher than a 24, by definition, has to be pretty much in my top 100. So that's why this movie... Because I'm still putting it below Batman Begins, okay. it's outside of my top 100. It is a 25, and that's where I'm sticking it. That's fair. I would also like to say, but with our whole rating system, you could theoretically have a million number twos. Yeah, and I thought about doing that. I thought about putting everything in the in the list as like a two two through ten. Okay. But I didn't. But and the reason why is I realized we talked about this when we were at the lounge that one time. Oh, all right. We've, I've only seen like 500 movies. If you add up all the movies you've ever seen, there's only, there's less than a thousand. Yeah. So if I have a hundred movies that are all number two, and then yeah. there's 98 other numbers, you know, I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to evenly space them. So here's the thing, the more movies I see, it might bump movies up. Okay. But I just want them to be as evenly spaced as possible okay. for now. Yeah. And so that's why I'm putting this at 25. I think I'm going to put this at a 21. Nice. I think you put it like a 16. Nice. Wow. And just went up. I will say another thing I loved. I forgot to mention this. I loved the David Fincher influence in yeah. this. It felt like watching Seven or Zodiac or yeah, yeah like that. it was yeah, like yeah, very yeah. noir, modern noir. Kind of thing. I think my most medium movie <laughs> is uh, Shoot. It's like a. It's supposed to be like a spooky dookie film, but it's not. It didn't. Really, what's the? It's the super famous line that is a remake of like an old eighties like witchy movie. And they're like, be careful in the woods, there's weirdos out there. Or there's strangers out there. Deliverance? And they go, we're the strangers, mister. And they're like three high school witches. And it's like a power of friendship and witchery. And they're like high school girls that are just alt and different. Oh, that one episode of The Simpsons where they go out to the Colorado to stay in the lodge. And then Lisa joins a cult. Yeah. Is that the one where the bears drink moonshine? Yeah. (laughs) 
Might as well. <laughs> where, the, <laughs> where he says, and now, music from the country bear jamboree. And it's yeah. a bunch of bears <laughs> destroying it. Yeah. Oh, I love and that show. Clapping and clapping at the same time. Oh. But anyway, they remade that movie that I can't remember the name of. That's probably my most media movie. See, I can't even remember anything about it. That's how That's very okay it was. Yeah. See, the thing is, when you were on Not Qualified Last, or yeah. whatever the first time you were on was, I made you give your number one and number 100. Yes. I and, don't think they and, reflect. Wait, it might be Butterfly Effect. I really I genuinely I hate know. that movie. Well, I'm going to go back and listen because I remember your number one was Little Big Man, but yeah. I do not remember what... I don't think your number 100 was Butterfly Effect. I think your least favorite movie was something else. So we'll have to go back and see and yeah. we'll see if you like it worse or better than Butterfly Effect. Should we but. pause this episode go back and see? So nah, we we'll just play. tell them on the next episode. Hmm, well, okay. It's been 40 minutes on the dot. This is a long episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.